0: Welcome back. Everyone ready for traumatization round two? Yeehaw. So just like last time, anyone who has severe existential dread or anything similar that could be triggered by this episode, please take care of your mental health and don't listen to this. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. So last time we talked about how big numbers are, as well as how tardigrades are basically invincible beings and how tiny people actually are.
1: The answer was very. (laughs) Yeah,
0: little. So now I think that we should transition into distances.
1: As you might have gotten from the population section in part one, North America is freaking massive. Yeah. And it's not just the United States. Let's start with our home country. I say begrudgingly. (laughs) (laughs) The United States states are massive. One of our states, Rhode Island, is actually so small that the other states mostly make fun of it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Rhode Island is over 1,000 square miles or 2,580 square kilometers, which is larger than Luxembourg over in Europe. Our second smallest state is Delaware, which most Americans just forget exists in the first place. Sorry to
0: all people from Delaware who are watching this. Ah, don't be sorry. We have too many states. And too much land. Yeah, it's like, do I know where Wisconsin is? No. Yeah, I mean, like a (laughs) little bit. And like, Montana? Maybe.
1: Well, Delaware, second smallest state, is nearly double Rhode Island size. And by the time that you jump to our third smallest state, Connecticut, the area is already reaching 5,000 square miles, or about 12,950 square kilometers. This is larger than either Jamaica or Cyprus. (laughs) Now, New York State is much more than just the city, though said city is absolutely massive in its own right. But New York State clocks in at 47,000 square miles, or 121,700 square kilometers, which is the size of North Korea. (laughs) So if you've ever wondered how big the United States are, just remember that one of our medium-small states, is larger than North Korea. (laughs) Moving on, you have Florida, which is infamous for its wild animals and people. (laughs) Florida is nearly 54,000 square miles, or 139,800 square kilometers, which is a fair amount larger than Greece. Have I mentioned that Florida is only about halfway up the list of states' areas? It's ranked as 26th largest. (laughs) Now Midwest states like Colorado, Kansas, and Wyoming are just ridiculously
0: big. Yeah, the yeehaw states do be pretty large.
1: Yeah, speaking of Colorado, that state clocks in at 104,000 square miles, or 269,360 square kilometers, which is just a touch smaller than New Zealand. Now let's look at California. This is the United States' third largest state, and it is half again as large as Colorado.
0: For reference, she means one and a half times the size.
1: I just refuse to change that in the script, no matter how much it confused Dan. You're welcome.
0: California
1: is larger than both Japan and Germany. I mean those separately, not combined. Otherwise, yeah. California would be absolutely massive. Though, we'll yeah. Alaska.
0: I mean, it's already massive,
1: bro. <laughs> but even more so. You Europeans wonder why we think your countries are so adorably small. Yeah. Uh, just look at California. Mm -hmm. And if that was not quite satisfactory enough for you, let's look at Texas. This is another behemoth state with a total area of 260,000 square miles, or 673,400 square kilometers. At this point, we've passed the sizes of France and Spain, and heck, even Sweden, on the scale of largest countries, and are rising above the size of Afghanistan. So if Texas was its own country or rather, if Texas was still its own country, it would be the 41st largest country in the world and account for nearly one half of 1% of the entire world's land mass. Which is insane. Texas should not have this much land. But if you thought that Texas was big enough, Alaska is huge. (laughs) Alaska takes Texas's land and more than doubles it. It is 570,000 square miles which is otherwise known as 1,476,000 square kilometers. Oh. Its size puts Peru to shame and would clock in as the world's 20th largest country based on its land area alone. If anyone has seen a map with Alaska on it, you know there is a lot of sea area on there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Its landmass alone accounts for approximately 1% of the world's entire land. which is so insane to think about but since the U.S. states are mostly specks of dust compared to uh some of the Canadian provinces except Alaska which is somehow larger than all but one of Canada's provinces Mm -hmm. let's move into our northern neighbors. Canada has a smaller population than California yet it is larger than the United States and China.
0: it's too cold there. Weak. Now then,
1: Canada's smallest province is Prince Edward Island. Aww. Which is pretty dang small. It's about 2,100 square miles or 5,660 square kilometers, which is a little bit larger than Delaware. So when we jump up to the next smallest province, Nova Scotia, we find that this is nearly ten times the island's size, at 20,600 square miles, or 53,350 square kilometers. Hmm. We're starting to get up there. Ah, just, just, just beginning. By the time we get to Canada's 10th smallest province, things actually start to get considerably larger. Newfoundland and Labrador is 145,000 square miles, or 374,000 square kilometers, which is about the size of Montana. And for those of you outside and inside the U.S. who had no clue that that was a thing until today, don't worry. I only know two more things about this state. One, that it's big. And two, that it borders Canada.
0: And three, that it's cold.
1: Congratulations, you now know just as much about Montana as we do. Going back north to Canada's top five provinces, Ontario is nearly three times the size of Newfoundland and Labrador. Because if things are big in America, they're even bigger in Canada. Ontario is 355,000 square miles, or about 920,000 square kilometers. We're officially in the provinces larger than Texas category, and we're only in the top 5 out of 13. Hmm. And in terms of countries, Ontario is about the size of Nigeria, which, if you look it up on a map, is a pretty sizable country. Yeah. Let's move up to to the Northwest Territories. These are the third largest province, or technically territory, in Canada. They are 457,000 square miles, or over 1.1 million square kilometers. Still not larger than Alaska, but this is nearly enough to compare it to the 25 largest countries in the world. It is also uninhabitable as all heck.
0: Don't the in- some Inuit people live there, though? Which is exactly why
1: it is uninhabitable as all heck. Why do you think the government sent them there?
0: Uh, well, I feel... Because they also live in, like, Greenland. Like, they would travel between there.
1: In most of the places
0: where they were pushed to in the
1: Northern Territories, it's because the Canadian government couldn't build stuff there. And so they were just like, Ah, yes, let's give this uninhabitable land to the Native Americans. <laughs> Sounds about right. Look... Canada is surprisingly a lot like the U.S. when it comes to terms of, um, everything from... Surprisingly. Well, everyone thinks of Canada as nice, and yet you look at their immigration policies, back in the day especially, and you look at how they treated their, uh, native populations, and you realize, oh, yeah, I can see why those are siblings. Uh. So, if we go to a slightly more habitable place, we go to the second largest province, Quebec. Quebec isn't much larger than the Northwest Territories, as it stands at 527,000 square miles, you know, only 70,000 square miles larger, or this would be about 300,000 square kilometers larger at 1.4 million square kilometers. Despite this, Quebec is still a bit smaller than in Alaska. I know, Alaska is huge. There's a reason why it's subjoined to Canada.
0: Yeah, we bought it from Russia. Exactly. And I don't know why. Because Russia was in debt and the U.S. was like, hmm, land?
1: Always. (laughs) (laughs) But if Quebec were its own country, it would be the 20th largest in the world. Yay. So let's move on to the grand finale. Nunavut is the largest province in Canada, and it is nearly 2 million square kilometers, or 750,000 square miles. Now that is larger than Alaska. Hmm. You can nearly fit five whole Californias in there. As we continue with the um, common saying of Americans will use anything except for the metric system, it is five whole Californias. (laughs) So, none of us is nearly as large as Mexico, which is absolutely wild to me, because Mexico is much smaller than I remember it. Uh, Yeah, well. I say about the 14th largest country in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So... I hope that this gives insight as to why so many Americans and Canadians have absolutely no concept of these things you Europeans will call long drives.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's only four hours.
1: Exactly. When some of your states or provinces are over a third the size of Australia and account for over 1% of the world's total landmass in and of themselves, Distance takes on a very different meaning. Yeah. And suddenly, an hour is just, you know, your normal drive to see your friend. In the same state, mind you.
0: Uh, four and a half hours. Is a normal drive
1: to see your friend off at college, I say, looking at you.
0: Ah. I'm I'm still in the same state, though. No. Canada and the United
1: States are incredibly large. Both are over 3.5 million square miles or 9 million square kilometers in size each. They both also account for 6.1% of the Earth's landmass. Again, each. (laughs) (laughs) So there is a reason why they are the second and fourth largest countries in the world, respectively. RIP to the U.S. for getting sniped by China. (laughs) (laughs) But neither of these countries have anything on Russia. (laughs) Russia is absolutely massive. It is eleven percent of Earth's total land mass. Canada, again, is barely over six percent. Russia is eleven. <laughs> mm-hmm. Russia is over six point six million square miles, or seventeen million square kilometers,
0: which is nearly double the area of the United States. I mean, to be fair, a lot of it isn't really habitable.
1: That is fair. Please leave the wildlife to its own mini-semi-habitable-for-them territories. (laughs) But there is a reason why Russia takes up nearly a third of all of Asia. Russia is only three miles away from U.S. territory. Woohoo! with that lovely thought, it is the perfect time to move on to space. You have the
0: floor, Dan. Uh Uh-huh. So, the Earth has a circumference of about 25,000 miles or about 40,000 kilometers. If you drove at 100 miles per hour, which is about 160 kilometers per hour, it would take about 250 hours or 10.4 days to circle the earth.
1: Ah, perfect road trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I swear it takes longer to go from state to state than it does to go around the entire freaking globe. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it doesn't include brakes though. It doesn't
0: include traffic. The distance to the moon is about 200,000 miles, or about 322,000 kilometers. So, if you again drove at 100 miles per hour, or 160 kilometers per hour, it would take 2,000 hours, or about 83 days. So, you know, what is that, about eight times,
1: more or less? (laughs) Yeah. The uh, distance? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I can do math. Distances between the planets are also ridiculously long. Gee, who would have figured? (laughs) Uh. The Earth, for example, is almost 95 million miles away from the sun. To put this in a better distance, there are about 12,000 Earths of distance between us and the sun. So, again, if you drove at 100 miles per hour, or 160 kilometers per hour, you would be dead before you reached the sun, because it would take 108 years.
0: Some people live to 108. But did they get their driver's license at zero? Oh, that's true. To mention, like, the heat of the sun. We're already driving towards the sun. We
1: expand our imagination. Yeah, fair enough. Jupiter's even worse. <laughs> Jupiter is nearly 485 million miles away from the sun, which is roughly five times farther than the Earth. So, what is that? About 60,000 Earths of distance between Jupiter and the sun? Mm, refusing to use metric here, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> So, going back to that driving analogy, at the 100 miles per hour, or 160 kilometers per hour, you would probably be dead for at least 425 years by the time you drove from Jupiter to the sun. Or vice versa. And your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great grandchild would be lucky if they lived to see the end of the journey. And that would be your 17th generation descendant.
0: Then, let's look at the nearest star, Alpha Centauri, which is... 25 trillion with a t miles or about 40 trillion with a t kilometers away. 250 billion hours of driving at 100 miles per hour or more than 28.5 million years. In other words, if you scaled down the universe and made the sun the size of a tennis ball with a diameter of 2.7 inches, Alpha Centauri would be about 80 million inches away, or 1,260 miles, about 2,000 kilometers away.
1: Have fun making that diagram for your uh, astronomy class.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you may notice that this is quite the distance. And these are just some of the closer things in the universe.
1: So let's look at the sizes of intergalactic forms. yee So, looking at Jupiter, the largest planet in our solar system, you find that you can fit 1,300 Earths inside of it. Hmm. That is all the measurement I shall give you because it is ridiculously huge. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't even conceptualize that, so like, eh, no chance. It's a lot of Earths. Saturn's pretty big, right? You know, it's our next largest planet. You're wrong. It can only fit 700 Earths, making it barely over half the size of Jupiter.
0: Oh, it can only fit 700. It's not that big. You can fit two Saturns into Jupiter, nearly. <laughs> uh, th- th- that's not my point. You said, oh, it's really big. It's like calling uh, it's... Rhode
1: Island small one. It's the size of
0: Luxembourg. Uh,
1: well, okay.
0: Rhode Island is surrounded by bigger, bigger land. Like Like Delaware?
1: (laughs) Bigger states. Yes. And Connecticut? Yes.
0: (laughs) Those are the three smallest states. Those are big. (laughs) Yeah. But it's still like smaller. Saturn's small. Fight me. You can fight me. All right, cannon done.
1: I win. So, to no! put this in, into even more perspective, our third largest planet, Uranus, can fit 63 Earths, meaning that you can fit 10 whole Uranuses into Saturn. Ah. And that means that it's nearly 20 whole Uranuses into Jupiter, meaning that Uranus is tiny. <laughs> oh, itty bitty. Now, let's go to the Sun. You can fit 1,000 Jupiters into the Sun, so in terms of Earth, that means 1.3 million Earths. Ah, Lots. Quite a bit. So you may be thinking, these are some huge objects. And I definitely agree, except Saturn, which is small. However, I have to break all of your spirits, and mine, and Dan's, even further. Yeah, well. So we're going to look at the super giant star, Beetlejuice.
0: So I am just going to make a quick side note here, since with a solely verbal source, you don't understand my issue with the name of this star. So first, yes, it is pronounced Beetlejuice. I'm not too bothered by that. I mean, like, I, it's, it's like weird, but like, sure, whatever. Get in that Halloween reference. Yeah, it's like, I acknowledge naming things is hard. I don't judge too harshly. What I do judge harshly, however, is the way that it's spelled. It is spelled B-E-T-E-L-G-E-U-S-E. Beet-L-JUICE. Batel Goose.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, English language can be pronounced all sorts of ways. Yeah.
0: Now, if you have auditory processing issues, like me, that will mean next to nothing to you. But I highly recommend looking it up. Or I think it's in the summary. It absolutely is. Yeah. Anyway, so that will help you fully understand my plight. Anyway, so side note over. Betelgeuse,
1: right? This is a huge star and also coincidentally an amazing musical. (laughs) So this is why the star is called a super giant. Quickly think back to distances. The distance from the sun to Jupiter, that was quite a ways. Well, that distance is less than the radius of Betelgeuse. This distance from the sun to Jupiter is less than half of Betelgeuse's diameter.
0: Yeah. So, and just in case you don't know what radius and diameter are, radius is from the center to the outside, and diameter is two radius. Yes,
1: radius times two, or basically to go across the circle. (laughs) Yeah. If the sun were scaled down to the size of a mango, Beetlejuice would be the size of Europe's second largest stadium, Wembley Stadium. So, if you go from a mango to a place seating 90,000 people. Which some estimate to be over or around a billion mangoes.
0: Which is a lovely way for me to die, might I add. Yeah, very easy. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to add in that Betelgeuse isn't even close to the largest star in the universe either. How dare you slight the star I've been in love with since middle school. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's still not the largest star. Fight me. And you said Saturn wasn't small. If you... Oh! Anyway, I hope that you're all fully traumatized by the size of things. So, why not terrify you all with the length of time? I'm already terrified by the time you mention the word. (laughs) Astrophysicists have found that the time from the Big Bang to now is about... 13.7 billion years. This isn't very easy to conceptualize. Because billion is already, like, a big number. And even though I gave, like, kind of a reference last episode, I still don't know how big that is, to be honest. Like, it's big. Let's roll back to when I talked about it. So, one billion was about 31.7 years. 13.7 13.7 billion would be about 435 years. Another
1: way to look at this is by scaling the cosmic history as in all of time since the big bang essentially mm. into the length of a calendar year. So on this calendar, the big bang would begin at the moment of January 1st and right now would be December 31st at 11:59:59 p.m. as it turns over to the new year. So on this calendar, The sun and the planets would have formed in August of this cosmic year. The oldest known life on Earth would appear in September. Two months later, in November, you would find the first multicellular organisms. You know, it took two months for that. The first four-limbed animals would appear on December 20th. The first dinosaurs on December 24th. Mm. Merry Christmas, (laughs) y'all. My present, dinosaurs. Yeah. On the 29th, The dinosaurs would be wiped out, because, I mean, like, let's face it, that's what happens when you're given a Christmas gift. It's just kid, toy, gone. Uh,
0: (laughs) my dog when we give give her a stuffed animal. Exactly.
1: Merry Christmas. Oh, there it goes. (laughs) Oh, same with the dinosaurs. (laughs) How about humans? We would come around at 1154 p.m. on December 31st to ring in the new year. We would finally get the Pyramids of Egypt at 1159 in 50 seconds. Finally,
0: one second before midnight would be when Leonardo da Vinci begins a series of anatomical drawings. My source said it was when Christopher Columbus quote unquote discovered America. But I have way too much salt against that man. Anyway, sleep well tonight, kids. And we'll catch you next time.